Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. God's promises have not ceased. The plans that he has for, has for your life still exist. It's still, it's still going to come to pass. A pandemic can't stop God's will for your life. It cannot. God's all-powerful. He knows what's going on. Amen? I might need a little help up here. These wires, come on. You know, I like to walk around. So nothing will stop the will of God working in your life. God knows exactly what he's doing. Right? He said, he, I have you to myself. This is a season of pressing for you. Amen. If you have nothing to press about, we'll never see God. We'll never see all that he has for us. Press in. Press through something. Press on. Right? I don't know about you, but I want to receive all that God has for me. I'm tired of the almost and maybes. I want all that God has for me. Is anyone with me this morning? No more. Say no more almost and maybes. God don't, God don't flow that way. Amen. So I welcome those on the online streaming. We welcome you here this morning. God's going to move. He's going to move in this moment, but more importantly, he's going to move when you leave here. He's going to move tomorrow. He's going to move Tuesday. He's, God's constantly moving. We just need to catch up. We just need to move with him. Amen? Amen. So that was, that was message number one. Amen. So we are in a series going deeper. Amen. How many want to go deeper with the Lord? This is, God doesn't want any surface Christians. He said, come Come deeper with me. I want to. I want to take you deeper. Uh, so th- this this is a very in, in, important um, text. I want to. I want to read out of Ezekiel um, forty-seven. Um, so this is a very important one, and and it's important that that you prepare your hearts to to hear. I want to paint us a picture so it's important that we understand what's going on and we get a picture in our minds of what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to walk out of here like, what the the preacher just said today? I don't really understand what he said. So it's important that we all get a picture of this text, a picture of this story of what's going on in in Ezekiel 47. So... Let's, uh, let's read. Let's start in verse 1 here. You have it? Amen. Let's do this. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. 
And when the man went out of the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and, and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross. The water was too deep. Water in which one must have have you, uh, one must have swim a, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the, and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and it enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. <laughs> there will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. <laughs> <laughs> for they, they will be healed. Everything will live wherever the river goes. Mm. It shall be that, that fishermen will stand by it from Enjanai to Enjalam. I know I just butchered that. I apologize. They will be places for, the spreading, for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its, but its swamps and marshes will be healed. They will be given over to salt along the bank of the river on this side, and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because of their waters flow from the sanctuary, from the sanctuary, from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food, and their leaves for medicine. So I want to speak to you today about water from the temple. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We just lift you up this morning, Lord. Oh, God, I, we know that you're doing a new thing in our lives. Lord God, you want us to press in, to press on, to press more about you. You want us to go deeper. You're calling us deeper, God. Father, we're willing to go, Lord. Take us deep, God. I know it's un uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable for us, Lord God, but you, if we have you, Lord God, you do all things in our lives, God. So we just lift you up, God. We lift up this service to you, this message. Thank you for calling me, using me to minister your word, Lord God. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords today. Lord, this is not regular church, Lord. We want to see you move. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him some praise. <laughs> so <clears throat> let, let me just um, talk a little bit of history about what's, what's going on. Um, actually, uh, 
talk a little bit uh, before then, just as, as a reminder, that Jerusalem was established as a city with a temple. Um, they, they were delivered um, by God. They were saved uh, uh, out of bondage, and God had placed them in the land, right? And they became a nation. I mean, God gave them kings, judges. I mean, they, were, they, they grew to be powerful, Israel. But then worldly mentality crept in. And the nation was divided. The Babylonians came in, and they just took everything. And the temple, the temple which represents God, God's presence, was destroyed. So this is where we are now. Ezekiel is living in exile. Ezekiel never lived in the promised land. His whole ministry was in Babylon. Imagine that. You live your whole life in the wilderness, right? No taste of the promised land. So he lived, he served his entire life in Babylon. But yet, he gets a vision from God of a new temple. A temple that will be better than before. So for your life, you feel like you've been in the wilderness all of your life, God's saying, I'm giving you a new vision. And that's gonna, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. So he gets this vision of this new temple. And there was a guy, a, a guy there guiding him. So he took him around this temple, and he showed him, he went around the back, and he showed him water flowing underneath the threshold. Then he took him around front on the side. There was water dripping. There was water coming, coming from the, the altar. Um, and then it was, he went around to the, to the bank, and he showed them more water that was flowing so what is going on here? What is actually going on here? So, so three things we need to take note about this water. One, we need to understand its source, its flow, and its direction. Okay? So its source, say its source, its flow, its direction. So let's talk about its, its source. Whenever, uh, so water in the Bible is often tied to life and the work of the Holy Spirit. That's its source, right? So in John uh, 7, 38 says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow, what? Rivers of living waters. Yes, the water is the source of God's presence. We must understand that before we go further. The source, the source of the water is God's presence. So the water that flowed from the temple is the evidence that the Spirit of God has returned in this house. 
Oh, I got, I got two people that's excited about that. So it was water. So the, so, so the guide showed him that there was life. It was a proof of life. It was a proof of God's presence in this house. See, if you read throughout the Bible, God used water for, uh, to, um, as a miracle, right? To, right? So Jesus turned water into wine. God parted the Red Sea, Right? God used water in a miraculous way, right? Isn't that awesome? So, so, so he first, so the guide wanted to show Ezekiel, which was a part of his vision of a new temple, that there was life there. there was the, it was the presence of God in the house, in the house, proof of life. God is here. God is here. God is here. So let's talk about his flow. Let's talk about the, the intensity of, of this, uh, the flow of this water. Now, he showed him where the water was coming from, underneath the threshold and, and uh, on the side, underneath the, the altar. But the water was just trickling. It was just trickling. You know, when you uh, pull out your holes and there's water trickling from the holes, and as, if you walk further to follow the water, the further you go, the smaller the water should get, right? But not this water. It was something unusual about this water, right? So the guide showed him, was, he, he had to follow the guide and he showed him. He was measuring the water coming from the temple, all sides of the temple. He showed him the trail. So as he's walking in the trail, he started to measure the water. The water started trickling and it turned into a stream and then it came up to his ankles. Then as he walked further, right, the water came up to his knees. And as he walked a little bit further, the water came up to his waist. This is powerful. This shows us how the presence of God flows in our lives. Like God takes us to different levels. If you are willing to go deeper, amen, it starts off with just a trickle. Then it turns into a stream. And then it becomes ankle deep. Then it becomes knee deep. Then it becomes waist deep. So as you, as you continue to obey God, amen, follow his way, you read his word, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Amen. It's a perfect, perfect picture of spiritual growth in our lives. Are you with me? Spiritual growth, in our, it starts off with just a little trickle. But the problem with some Christians is they only want to get their feet wet. Some Christians are not willing to go deep. They want to just, they just, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't feel like getting in today. You know what I mean? Because of what I have on and all that. And, you know, I want to protect my image and all that. So I just want to get, you know, I want to get my feet wet. Because going deeper with God requires obedience. So some people are afraid of what God is going to tell them. He may tell you to give up something. He may tell you to get up, give up something. So some people are not willing to go deeper. They just, let me just be on the surface here. Because I'll still experience the presence of God because he's everywhere. 
right? I experience, I see them in the trees. I see them in the air. <laughs> Amen. I come to church. We all sing hallelujah to God. I experience the presence of God. But you remain on the surface. You just walk out of church with your feet wet. Because you're not willing to go deeper. Amen. And some of those surface Christians, sometimes they, they, they prophesy a word over your life. Amen. But don't follow the word that God's given them. <laughs> the word of God. Because you have to be willing to go deeper. Going deeper is revealing. God will reveal himself. And he will reveal you. <laughs> Amen. So some people are not willing. So if you think about the disciples and when Jesus walked on water, some of them were not willing to step out of the boat. They didn't even want to get their feet wet. Or maybe some of them hung, hung off, the, off the boat and put their feet in the water. It's like, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. When they saw Jesus walking, they thought it was a ghost. Amen. He told them, that, hey, y'all, no, it's, it's me. It's Jesus. I'm your Lord and Savior. Amen. You can walk on water. And, and Peter was the only one that was willing to really get wet. Yeah. He was the one that really get wet. He said, if Jesus is there, I'm coming. I'm going to press through. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press in just to get to him. What did I need to do? He says to get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. So Peter was willing to get wet. He got out of the boat and walked on water. Some people are not willing to get out of the boat. Sometimes God, I believe God is calling you in this season right now. He is calling Christians out of the boat. Step out. Step out. I know we say, we, we like to say when we, re, uh, we talk about this passage of walking on water, we like to talk about faith in this. But really, it's talking about obedience too. Right? It's talking about obedience. Sometimes just step out. Believe. See, Jesus, so Peter followed Jesus' word. He says to come. He says to come. Sometimes it's not that complicated. You don't need a, a huge prophecy or whatever. Sometimes Jesus is just saying to us right now, come. Just come. Don't make Christianity complicated. Don't make the word of God complicated. Just come. I will bring you deeper. You will get a deeper understanding of me when you just come with me. God's calling us deep. He doesn't want these times that we're living in right now, the, the surface Christians will be exposed. Because there are people that non-believers are looking for an answer, are looking for, for, for God, right? And they need to see God in us, in us. You got to be willing to not just get your feet wet. You got to be willing to go deeper in his word, go deeper in prayer, go deeper, right, in serving him. Just go deeper in obedience. Just get out of the boat. Jesus is just saying, just come. Just come. Just come. Don't make it complicated. Just come. We must keep the river flowing. Step out of the boat. Amen? I know it's uncomfortable at times because we love to be comfortable. Here's what challenges me, though. 
If I'm always comfortable, there will be no need for the comforter. And sometimes God's calling us to walk on water. And it may be uncomfortable. And you may sink sometimes. But Jesus is always there. He's always there to pick us up. To pick us up. Yes, we're going to be uncomfortable. But God wants us to mature as believers. Our spiritual maturity is a reflection of our relationship with God. He doesn't expect us to stay the same. So to think the guy was measuring the levels of the water. And that's that's what God is doing to us, measuring our spiritual growth. We should not stay ankle deep. We should not stay knee deep. We should not stay waist deep. Amen? God's presence should be overflowing in our lives. See, many people, so we're so surface Christians are going to be exposed because many Christians say that they love Christ, but part of being part of being a follower of, of Christ means that you deny yourself, you pick up your cross, and you follow him. You deny yourself, you pick up your cross, and you follow him. You deny yourself. You can't just do whatever you want. I just, I don't know. I know that's not really deep. I came up to the surface with that, right? You, like, you can't just do whatever you want. Like, you literally, so the Bible requires for us to follow it. Like, you can't do whatever you want. The Bible says that we must do certain things and give up certain things. and not, So it's, I mean, to follow him is we must deny ourselves, right? We know the flesh wants to do certain things. That's not good. God doesn't want your flesh to rise up. He wants your spirit to rise up, but we keep feeding the flesh. So the flesh is the one that rises up, right? So that this is why we have surface Christians, right? Amen? So he wants you to feed the spirit. So we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross. That means we need to be, we need to do what Jesus did. Sacrifice. And follow him. Your life starts off as a little trickle. But it should continue to grow. Continue to grow. Amen. Do you know God is equipping us to do every good work. Like all of us here today, he's equipping us to do every good work, everything that we put our hands to, to look like God. All right, so let's talk about its direction. So we got the flow, right? The intensity. It started off just as a trickle, and it built up to became a river. So let's talk about its direction. So let's go back to verse 5 for a moment. Let's, let's reread some of this so that way we get a good understanding of what's going on. So it says, again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross. For the river was too deep, the water in which must 
swim a, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on the side and the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and it enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it will be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be every there will be very great multitude of fish because the waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Wherever the river goes. So now so as Ezekiel reached when the waters went waste and then it was then he at a point where the waters were too high the waters were too deep and and it was it wasn't he couldn't swim in the water cuz everything in the water was dead this was actually the dead sea this was actually the dead sea so nothing was no living creature there and and so this is amazing cuz sometimes in our life we, we get a point where we feel like Things are too deep for God to handle. And sometimes we feel like, you know, we have so many problems, we've had it up to here. Like, I can't take it any longer. So I got this picture as when you reach, he reached a certain point in, the spirit, in our spiritual growth where we, we hit a place where we can't go any further. It's not possible to go any further. We reached a point, we reached a roadblock. We had a crossroads in our, in our lives. It's like we don't, we can't see God. Everything around us look dead. And it looks impossible to get to the other side. Is anyone with me on that one? Has anyone ever reached a point in life that just seemed like you can't go any further? You feel like you're at a crossroads? Amen. And so what the guy was showing Ezekiel that he is sending a stream of water to heal the sea. He is sending a, a stream of water to heal. Amen? So it's, it's guide described the miraculous properties of this river. As the river flowed from Jerusalem, then down into the Red Sea, those lifeless waters were healed. So the water from the temple was coming from a different direction. And God redirected the water into the Red Sea. Right? So this was a new, remember, this was a new temple here. So I love what the guide said uh, um, or asked Ezekiel. He says, son of man, have you seen this? Son of man, have you seen this? So think of, so get this picture in your mind, right? So as we reach a point, everything around us is dead. It seems like it's impossible to go any further, which, which, whichever direction, right? So he's saying that, son of man, have you seen this? 
this means that Ezekiel, or for us, that God's going to show us things that we have not seen before. That means God's going in a different direction. Oh, I don't know. As I was studying, I was just like, man, what revelation? That is really good. People are going to be excited about it. They're going to say, preach, pastor, preach, pastor. Or maybe I just give, need to give you a little more revelation on it, right? Maybe I just need to do a better job and give you the revelation. So God, so the water from the temple, right, came from all different directions, right? So prior to that, there's everything around. This was a dead temple, the, the destroyed temple. Nothing was around. But God, God's presence was coming in, in different directions now than before. And now he's sending the water to heal the sea. So, so God is sending the water to heal the sea. So out of this vision of this new temple, God is showing us how he moves in different directions. God reversed the flow of the river. It started to flow in a different direction. God is saying that I am going to move in your life in a different way. I'm going to show you things that you have not seen before. Son of man, son of daughter, have you seen this before? No, because God's moving in a different direction. He's moving in a different direction. So what's been working for you in the past is no longer working for you. I know you may be frustrated right now. He's saying that, no, 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 no. I'm still the same God. I am still your source. I'm just moving in a different direction direction. I'm still, I'm still going to provide. I'm just moving in a different direction. Are you with me this morning? He said, I'm going to, new, to do a new thing. That means stop looking for God in old ways. I'm moving in new ways in your life. So you remember the story of the, or, or the transition um, with Joshua and Moses. Moses had died. And now it was Joshua's turn. Joshua was called to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Amen. So what God said to Joshua, he says, I will be with you as I was, I was with Moses. Yes. He never said that he was going to do, he's going to use Joshua the same as Moses. He says, I'm going to be with you as I was with Moses. That means God was going to do a new thing. He was going to do, come from a different direction in Joshua's life. Are you with me? Are you with me? He's doing a new thing. He's coming a new. So I know we like to seek. We always, we, we always seek God in, in, in certain ways or whatever. We, we pray in a certain, certain way or whatever. God's saying, no, 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 no. I need you to go a little bit deeper. Because the deeper you go, the more, re more I will reveal myself. We have not scratched the surface of how good our God really is. We have not scratched the surface of all the things that he wants to give us. So stop looking for God in all ways. He's saying that I'm going to do a new thing. For some of us, he brought us to a place of still. And this is important to be still during this season. He brought us to a place of still. Be still and know that I'm God. 
be still and know that I'm God. Everything that's, that's going on in our lives right now in the world, amen, he's saying that I need some deep Christians to be still and know that I am God. Being still is not just a matter of inactivity. It's a place of complete trust. Be still. Be still. Just know, like, can I move? And like, like I'm sending streams from different directions coming into your life. It's going to heal your body. It's going to restore you back to me. I'm going to move in different directions that you don't even know. Just be still. Watch the water flow. Watch the water flow. Be still and know that I'm God. See, our busy bodies begin to slow down and something really special begins to happen when we stop seeking meaning and always doing. Just be there with God. Just be there with God. So what does this vision really mean? What does it mean for us? You know, for, so Ezekiel, with this vision that he had, he had a vision for the coming of Jesus. It was the vision of the coming for Jesus. But the, the, the Lord gave me this message. He wanted me to reveal this to us. What does it mean for us today? What does it mean for us today? He's saying that the temple he's referring to is us. We are the temple of God. We are the temple of God. Second Corinthians 6, 16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you, us, are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So we are the temple of God. God wants to dwell in us. He wants to dwell in us. His spirit should be in us, right, coming from the temple. Living waters should be coming from our temple. Do you know where the temple is? The temple, it's right here. It's here. Where's the, where's the heart? It's heart here. Is it here? The heart here. Well, mine's here. It's got, I have a big heart. Mine's, mine's right here. So the, temp, <laughs> so the temple, the temple is our heart. Water, the spirit of God should be flowing from our heart, should be trickling down to every part of our lives. I was meeting with Pastor Lewis this week. He says, everybody should get wet. <laughs> so when the temple's flowing from your heart, when the water's flowing from your heart, everyone should get wet. Everyone should be impacted by the, the waters, of the rivers that's flowing from your heart. Everyone should get touched. We are the temple of God. God's saying that I'm rebuilding a new temple. I'm rebuilding a new temple. And that's us. And that's us. Come on. Am I doing all right? So it's my responsibility to build an altar to the Lord in my heart. 
maintain, and visit it frequently. So we must build an altar, build a temple in our heart where God can dwell in. Right? I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to stay at a trickle. I don't want to stay there. I don't want to stay at the stream. I don't want to remain ankle deep. I don't want to remain knee deep. I want to keep getting deeper, waist deep. And I want to go further than that. If I face an obstacle, I know, I know God's going to see me through. He's going to send the streams to overcome every obstacle in my life. So it's my responsibility to build an altar in my heart. First Chronicle 22, verse 19 says, now set your heart. <laughs> what does it say? Set your heart, your soul, to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord to bring the ark, the covenant of the Lord, of the holy articles of God, into the house that is built for, for the same, for the name of the Lord. I love this. It says to set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. I was meditating on, on, on this for a while, and I thought I was going to build a message off of this. I kept saying, set your heart to seek the Lord. Set your heart to seek the Lord. I was like, yeah, people are going to love this. This is a great message. Set your heart to seek the Lord. But the Lord gave me another message. But he brought this scripture, he brought this scripture back to me. Because it's, we need to set our hearts to seek the Lord. This is how we start building an altar in our heart. We need to establish an altar in our heart. So since my body is the temple, I can never leave my altar. As I maintain altar consciousness and listen for God's voice, I will hear him speak through his word and through mentors. It is at the altar where God answers prayers. It is at the altar where he dwells, when he speaks to us, is where we learn to hear his voice. Are you with me? So I have a challenge for us as a church. I have a challenge for us. Three, three challenges I have for us. During this time, I'm challenging us to be still and create an altar in our hearts. All of us. Okay, that's one. And I'm going to encourage you to get a prayer partner for the rest of the year. Someone that will agree with you to, to pray with you uh, throughout, throughout the year. I know it might be uncomfortable. Okay, that's where God wants us. Get a prayer partner. God's going to do some amazing things with you. God wants you to continue to go deeper and deeper. Amen. So get a prayer partner. Watch, you're going to see some amazing things. Get a prayer partner. Hopefully it's someone in the church. That's the encouragement, right? Get someone in the church. Amen. If you're online or whatever, let us know that you want a prayer partner. Amen. And then we have our office contact individuals to become your prayer partner. And then I want to I want to challenge the men in this church. Pastor Steve's been kicking my butt, y'all. He has been. He's been kicking my butt. 
when I shared uh, a few weeks ago of the vision that the Lord gave me about men praying. He had said, man, you, you have to write that down. You have, to, you have to do something with that, right? Um, and this is the first step of, of that. Men, I'm challenging you to meet me here Thursday night, 7 p.m., to pray. Just the men. Just the men. And pray. And we're going to pray. And we're going to pray. And we're going to move some mountains. Amen. I am so excited about this. I want you to partner with me. God gave me this vision for a reason. It's going to change households. It's going to empower the men in this church. God's going to use us to change the community. So meet me here, 7 p.m. this Thursday. Meet me here to pray. This is that first step of going deeper. Going deeper. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.